this morning already, uh, kind of ties into what we're going to talk about or have a conversation about today, and it's simply this, the, what is the, the real joy of Christmas? The real joy of Christmas. The angels come and they talk to, some, talk to the shepherds and there was a whole, there's a whole thing here, a whole message around what the angels were trying to say to us. They had good news. They had good news. Uh, and we're going to talk about that as we go along. But come on, we need to read the story first. So in your notes this morning, there is incredibly good news. What is the real joy of Christmas? See, see actually, come on. So I actually think sometimes we, we equate joy to being, uh, to happiness. Like happiness is, a, is an emotion, is a feeling that, that is external. That's the, maybe the things, the presents we get, does that make us more happy? The, you know, the, the, how, we, how we go about our day, does that make us more happy? But, and that's all, all fine and good, but we, we never actually truly get happy or the happiness goes the next day or, or when we get that gift and it breaks on the fourth day and we want to take it back for a return to, to Kmart uh, it, that's, and we get the return for that. It's like our happiness seems to drift But we're going to talk this morning about the real joy of Christmas. What is it? Because joy is something that is internal. Joy joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. There's a connection there. Uh, Joy is something of deep joy. Now, that that doesn't mean that on the outside where the happiness things or the external things are going right, but this even whatever's happening in the world or in our lives or in our situation, there's something inside of us. Joy, the gift of the Holy Spirit, is inside of us that helps us. So, so we're going to have a conversation around that this morning. But, but come on, in your notes, why don't you follow along here with me? And we, let's read from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 14. It says this. It says, At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Uh, this was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. That's a very cool name all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of the king, King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. So he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son, She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Uh, That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. Now, I don't know about you, but if you had an angel turn up in your room in the middle of the night, that would be pretty scary, I would have thought, for a start. Bright angel, probably pretty big as well, pretty amazing. But, but the, so suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news, and that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of clothes lying in a manger. Suddenly, uh, the, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, uh, vast host of other, the armies of heaven. And they were all praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. To those who, whom God is pleased. 
Have you ever, have you ever, ever received the most amazing news, the greatest of news that ever, that, that, that something happened inside of you, there was incredible joy and, and, and happiness and jubilation. There was, it was one of those, have you ever had news where it's kind of stopped you from speaking at all? It was so amazing, it's like, wow. Have you ever had that kind of news? Come on, we better pray. Father God, today, Lord, I thank you for the good news of the gospel, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and today, Father, as we, as we dive into your word and as we, as, we, as we talk about what does real joy look like, Father, I thank you that it is good news to us, Lord God, that it is life-changing, world-changing news for everyone who hears, Father God, and activates that in their lives. So, so today, Lord, I pray, would you give us ears to hear what you're saying, give us eyes to see what you're doing, oh God. Lord, will you speak directly to us as a church, as families as individuals here this morning. Lord, I pray that every person leaves with a fresh deposit of you today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Good news. One of the most joyous moments in my life uh, was in July the 26th, 1996. That was the birth of my first daughter. Uh, but we didn't know that we were, were going to be having girls. And, and because all my family is full of boys and all Denise's family is full of boys and Denise is the only uh, girl on her side of the family, female on her side of the family. So, so we're at the hospital and it was quite long. Well, it was very long, actually. Um, I've got to remember the details here because um, it's sensitive uh, because it was a really long, long birth and it was, and it was hard. Work. And, and, but... But I can remember the moment when, when Bailey was actually was born right then. Uh, and the doctor, the doctor, obviously, baby come out and they, they checked her over and things like that. But I was more surprised or shocked that it was a girl. <laughs> so, so I'm a bit of a mess at that time. I'm bawling my eyes out. And, and obviously, you have to go and let the family know because they're all waiting in the waiting room. So, so I head out there and I'm kind of like, as I see them, I'm starting to bawl and can't say anything. And, and there's a mess everywhere all over my face as I'm coming out. And, and, and they, they all look at me and go, What's happened? Something bad has happened, or something something's gone wrong. What's gone wrong? And, and but when I come up there and say, I could I could only just make it out that it's a girl, <laughs> and I could see on their face like what? What's a girl? It's like we, we don't have girls. And, and there was one of the joyous moments of my life. That news that the doctor gave to us just changed my life. And I, I didn't realize I could love our children as much as what we, that God had given us, as much as I, I had for, for her and my other two children. Absolutely amazing. The most incredible news I had since uh, in the, from the start to the fin- or to start till now in my life anyway. I went home that night. Denise was still in the hospital. I had the best ever sleep ever. It was one of the most peaceful, <laughs> relaxing sleeper. But, but here's the thing. I'm still paying for that child 23 years later. So I, I'm, I've heard this. <laughs> that was the most incredible news I'd ever heard. And, 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 and I think the reality is that for us, for you and I today, is that, that in our world today, there is so much news. There is so much media and there's so much stuff that's kind of bombarding us all the time that, that I think sometimes we, we actually get a bit immune to the impact of good news. Every sale that we hear about the next couple of days will be better than the last one. Every experience will be greater and, and more personal than the last experience. 
there's always something better. And we, and, and we kind of forget the power of good news. We're hearing good news. And, and I kind of want us to get right back to the very center of what Christmas was about. It's about Jesus. Um, but that was about good news. What was the good news that he was, was trying to say to us was going to happen? And, and we see it in Scripture there that how, the, how joy would overflow. This joy would, would fill the world. This joy would impact many, many lives. And so let's dig into it a bit more uh, this morning. What is good news? So Luke chapter 2, verse 11. It says, For unto us a child is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of angels of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You might have heard of an author called John Piper. And he, he's written a book called The Dawning of Indestructible Joy. And and he says about the joy of Christmas, it tells the story of Jesus coming to initiate lasting peace on earth. And my prayer for you, uh, for you today in this Christmas season, and as we head into another new year, is, is simply that, that the real joy this Christmas of what Jesus come to do for you and for me, and the power of that good news, that this year we would fully understand it that we would fully be impacted with a deep sense of joy in the fact that Jesus Christ come to give us peace. Not happiness. He come to give us joy and peace. See, he come to initiate that peace amongst God's people and unveil the true meaning of Christmas. It's not just about happiness. It's about joy. And see, happiness is, is about all of those kind of things that are around about us that make us happy. Joy is, is a, a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit within us that grows, that's deep within us. Uh, see, there's, there's three relationships that, that I believe that God wants us to enjoy peace this, this Christmas or to, to discover, to go on a journey. It, the first thing is uh, the relationship is peace with God. Peace with God. And, and that's one of the most basic needs that, that you and I have is peace with God. It's, it's foundational to, to the rest of our life, to the pursuit of peace. And, and if we don't go here first, all, all of the other things, we'll try looking for, for peace and happiness and all sorts of other things uh, that won't last. They'll be superficial and, and maybe temporary. I, I know there's probably people in this room like myself and, and you've tried things to be, to be happy and to find, find a joy and, and, and purpose in life. And, and, it's, and it's there for a season, it's there for a moment, and then it's gone. And that's because there's, there's a joy that God wants to give us. I believe that's because you're here, if you're the same as me, you're feeling pretty tired right now and you're looking for a holiday and, and you're wanting. But, but I've decided that, no, God, you've placed something in, in my heart. And, and if it's that fruit of the Holy Spirit, that is joy, uh, somehow my body might be tired. I might need to sleep a little bit more. I might need to eat a little bit healthier. I might need to exercise a little bit more. But there's something, no matter what's going on around me, I'm going to declare that this is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad. And it's something that is deep within, even though what's surrounding us may not be that happy. Romans 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, 
We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and he does that by faith alone, not by works, not by tradition or being a little bit more religious, not by coming to church this sun, uh, on Christmas Day. It's by faith alone. When, when, when we believe in Jesus as our Savior, as our Lord of our, our lives, we are united with him. And it's his righteousness is counted by God for us. That making us justified by faith. The result of that faith in Jesus Christ is, and our Savior is peace with God. That he made a way for us. The second relationship is peace with others. Peace with others. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The opposite of anxiety is peace. Opposite of anxiety is peace. And, and there's a picture here of our hearts uh, that the writer's trying to, th- trying to tell us here that our, our hearts and our, and our minds, they, they can be under attack by guilt and, and worry and maybe threats and confusion and, and lies and uncertainties. And they all threaten our peace. They cause us to lie awake at night. They cause us to, to, to stress and to, to not, not have any peace at all, to, to worry and be concerned and But God wants us to guard our hearts and our minds with his peace in a way that goes beyond what humans can understand, a deep sense of peace. So don't limit the peace of God in your life. Don't don't limit the peace of God by what your understanding uh, can see, what you're facing right now. Don't don't limit the peace that that he's got for you this season. I I think it's something we to to develop in our lives. And I, I just wonder, there's Hebrews 6, 9, it says this, that for hope in God is like an anchor for our soul that holds us firm and secure. Anchors are really, really important in a boat when there's a storm going on. Because when the anchor's down, it connects to the ground and it holds it safe and firm and in, and, and in place. But without an anchor... A boat will drift, it will eventually run onto rocks and will be devastated. See, see peace is, is a bit of the same. There can be storms raging around you. But I, I want my prayer for you that, that this Christmas that you would experience in, with God a peace, with, uh, with others a peace, with yourself a peace. Something deep inside your heart that, that changes your thinking, that changes your perspective this year. Because the, the real meaning, the good news this Christmas is that Jesus come to give you peace. The third relationship is this, is that's peace with others. God wants us to enjoy peace in our relationships with, with other people. And, but for many of us, we're, we're a little bit hesitant about Christmas. Though. There's the weird auntie and the crazy uncle that are coming for Christmas lunch this, this weekend or next weekend. And there's family, sometimes there's family issues, there's family breakdowns and things, and, and, and it can be really awkward and there's painful memories and some of the pain is old and some of the, the pain is, is new, is maybe as recent. And then there's just confusion about what's actually happened in this relationship. Can I say, I want you to, want you to take a step in trusting the promises of God and remembering how he forgave you through Christ this Christmas. 
Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Some really good advice here. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. My version says, even when you don't feel like it, be kind and compassionate in everything, every day. Forgiving each other, here's the clinch of it, just as God has forgiven us. Let's forgive others. Come on, to find peace this Christmas is to, one, is to remember the promise. Remember the promise. And, and in my drawer at home, I've, I've got an envelope that, that I've been collecting uh, so prophetic words and encouragement words uh, for the last 30 years. I've got, there's a bunch in there that every now and again I read. And, because sometimes I can, you can forget what God has spoken to you in the past. And, and, but when you, when you go back and look and you can see, wow, some of the things that have happened and become reality, some of the things you're waiting for and some of the things you're like, okay, I'm not quite sure about that. But, but it's really incredibly encouraging that, that from people uh, that my, I don't even know whether they've written out a letter and just say, I feel God is saying this to you. Absolutely amazing to remember the power of those things. And, and, and this Christmas, this Christmas, I want to remind you that Jesus was not a surprise to God. It, it wasn't a surprise that, that Jesus comes 700 years before Jesus come. The prophet Isaiah prophesied that a virgin would give birth to a son, and she was to call him Jesus. Take that 700 years, that's pretty impressive. Then Micah, the prophet, he, he was even before that a little bit. Micah prophesied that the Savior would be born in a small town called Bethlehem. Take, that's pretty impressive as well. Wow. Uh, then Jeremiah, the, a prophet Jeremiah prophesied that the king would come from David's family line. See, these prophecies in the, in the Bible, they, they show us that God is truly faithful to every one of his promises, that he has a, a flawless track record, that everything that he said he would do has been done. Jesus was not a surprise to him. And in the same way, I want you to, to remember his promises that he has for you. Because, because there's some simple things in the scripture and the word of God that I just know that if we, if we got them into our hearts, or if they went from here and they transferred down to here, uh, that that would change your life. That would make a difference in, in lives and relationships and, and the peace that you're sensing or not sensing right now. Because here's the thing. Here's some of the promises he has for you. He loves you unconditionally. Doesn't mean you, if whatever you've done, it doesn't matter. He loves you unconditionally. You are not alone. He has an eternal home for you. God made you with a purpose in mind. You're not a mistake. You are who the Bible says you are. God does hear your prayers. His plans for you are good and not to harm you. I believe this Christmas, He has promised you peace. How about we take hold of it this year? How about we action it this year? Maybe you've never experienced the, like the, the baptism or filling, filling of the Holy Spirit. Can I, can I put a challenge out to you there? After our service, our ministry team will be here. Uh, if you want to be impacted in a fresh way, in a new way, by the power of the living God that loves you with an incredible love, come on, why don't you come forward and say to, to the people at the front, here, come on, can you pray that, that God will fill me with his Holy Spirit, that you can receive power uh, to uh, this, this Christmas, power to do great things, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, self-control, gentleness. Come on, take up the challenge after our service this morning. The second thing is this, to find peace this Christmas is to expect the promises to come. 
they say that there are three things uh, in this world that we can all expect, expect to happen in our lives. Our birth, our death, and that we will all pay taxes. Three things. See, the angel of the Lord, he come to the shepherds in, in the middle of the night and, and, and he said to them that you will find a baby wrapped in 